0: I am Sarah-Jane Case and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I hope your week is treating you well. This past month has been amazing in terms of getting to meet each of you, or like so many of you, first at the Enneagram conference. I just met someone lovely at the coffee shop I was working at this afternoon, and I just feel really filled up with that. I think that's the best part of doing the work that we're doing. It's it's just really good to get to know you, that to remember the humans behind the screens and connect to our like actual beings, you know what I mean? Instead of just like talking into the void. Um, So yeah, that's been amazing. And if you've come up to me and you said hello, thank you, thank you, thank you. It actually is such a big deal to me because again, it like reconnects me to purpose and to why we're here and who we're serving. And it, it feels much more real this way. Um, Also, real quick, before we jump into today's episode, I want to let you know that my partnership program is open for applications. Starting September 1st, I'm taking on just a few clients one-on-one for the next three months. So we'll meet two times a month for three months, September, October, and November. It's $2,200 for those three months. You can break that down into a few payments. You can break it down into three, two, or one payments. Um, We also have Slack access between sessions, access to my workshop library with workshops on the Enneagram and work, time management, relationships, launching a business or a product, goal setting and follow through and more. So if you're interested, I've put the link to the application in the show notes and you can grab them there or it's also in my Instagram bio. And again, we're starting September 1st, so I would love to connect with you before then. All right, now let's get into today's conversation around burnout recovery. So if you don't know, when I found the Enneagram, I was working as a burnout prevention and recovery coach, meaning I was working mostly with entrepreneurs who had built a business that was now running them instead of them getting to run their business. So I had consumed their lives and they were tired. So I was helping them primarily with systems. Which I still believe are an integral part to working less, but the Enneagram helped me to get underneath what could make implementing and maintaining those systems difficult for each individual. So I want to approach today's episode from the perspective that we have all Enneagram types within us. So, what can we learn from the high and low sides of each type when it comes to burnout, and which Enneagram type is kind of driving the ship for us now, even if it's not our dominant type. Let's play with it. Okay, so type 1. Our type 1s have the tendency toward overwork, sometimes because they feel like they're the only adult in the room, they're the only ones who are being responsible, so they have to maintain it. Sometimes out of perfectionism, right, the work is never done because it's never good enough, or maybe they are fearful of being inappropriate or getting like told they're not doing a good enough job so it's, they have to stay ahead of it. So they have a tendency toward putting in a lot of hours. Now on the high side, so so that's something to like be mindful of, right? There's like the the little one in us is fearful of getting caught not performing. They are They feel like they have to take responsibility for everyone else and like how good the job is. And they are, nothing is ever quite good enough for them. And on the high side, though, we can use the high side of type one to implement structures and routines that support us if we lean toward the more sporadic and spontaneous side. Um so like if you're like me and you're kind of dominant type 7 and you're naturally much more spontaneous and kind of just want to see how you're feeling that day and do what feels right, feels good and fun or maybe you like to switch things up a lot having that routine and that structure can actually prevent a lot of burnout because you're able to kind of plug and play sometimes and you're and you're able to stay ahead of yourself Instead of getting caught behind and having to kind of scramble and pull yourself together. Um, That's been one of like the biggest growth edges for me in terms of my work process. Is like naturally I'm a very free-flowing human who kind of just wants to do what I want when I want to do it. But through being a business owner for years and years and years now. Like gosh how long? I started my first business in 2009? 2009? So a really long time, <laughs> um, we are able to then, you know, through that practice, I kind of recognized I'm, I'm stressing myself out, I'm underserving my clients, my life is more hectic than it has to be, and these systems and structures can really create a support to bring in actually more ease, more flow, less frustration, you feel like you're scrambling less and therefore you get to feel like you're free more. So, um, type two, type twos have the tendency toward open communication, uh, meaning you can communicate with me anytime, any time, like an open door policy, and a lack of boundaries. You know, I've worked with twos in the past who it's like if a client wanted to talk on the phone, they answered the phone. They didn't have office hours, they were just kind of constantly available. Twos in office settings, you guys tend to have that open door policy and may struggle to actually focus on the work that needs to be done because people are wanting your time, your attention, your energy, and you're not managing it. Um, other times, you're you're crossing your own boundaries, jumping into everybody else's work instead of focusing on your own lane. So a lot of the work for like the, the little two in all of us is boundaries, concentrated work hours where we're not available to be reached You know, where we're like, okay, for this hour even, two hours, three hours, four hours, this whole day, I am unavailable, I am non-responsive. One quick, easy way to start this is through email hours. So saying like, okay, I'm going to check my email in the morning, I'm going to check it before I leave that day. That's twice a day, that's plenty unless you're in a kind of high demand job where you're in constant communication with people. But generally, a lot of people can have those those kind of solid hours where they check their email just a few times a day. Everyone's getting responded to within 24 to 48 hours, and that's plenty, <laughs> right? So give yourself some time where you're unreachable. All right, on the high side, if we want to use the strengths of two, we can learn to be more relational, to lean on other people, to rely on other people more twos actually struggle to ask for help, right? But have a deep awareness that they want help. And so sometimes our twos, when they're in a space where they are comfortable communicating, they're really good at enlisting help and enlisting support. And that is what we want. We want to bring that to the table. Also, a lot of us who are a little bit less relational by nature, maybe a little more lean toward the independent side, We're missing out on a lot of positive feedback. We're missing out on complicated like brainstorming, right? Like a reciprocal relationship with ideas because we're doing it all in our one head from our one brain. Um, And we miss out on the opportunity to be supported and to offer support. So we can take some relational tips from our twos. All right, type three they have a tendency toward working for a sense of self, a fear of failure, and struggle with rest. So let's talk a little bit about that. So when you work for your sense of self, if you're finding your worth in what you do, it's very hard not to do, right? Because you're your confidence is coming from the doing, so the doing feels good until it doesn't anymore. Um, the other thing here is that fear of failure, right? If I if I slow down, if I stop, then I'll stagnate, and if I stagnate, I'll get left behind, and that fear can really drive a lot of overwork. So the work here for our threes is intentionally implementing that nine space ahead of time, where you're consciously resting, you're consciously pausing, you're consciously allowing yourself to feel your feelings as much, you know, every day if you can, and you're allowing space for your whole being to be supported in real time instead of waiting until you've crashed and you've numbed out and you need to just veg out, right? Regularly implementing rest and ease and slowness into your life. Now, the high side of our threes is they are incredibly efficient, which is great for those of us who are trying to recover from burnout. Learning how to do more in less time is incredible. So, and we can also learn to prioritize the details that matter and let the rest go, right? Like where can we cut a little bit of corners ethically and how can we do that in a way that supports us in gaining time for rest, Type four. Type fours have the tendency toward not recognizing their own worth, meaning they might overwork and undercharge. They wait to feel right before taking action, meaning that they might find themselves not putting structures in place because they are not feeling good that day, but then they don't have structures in place to support them when they don't feel good another day. They also kind of resist structures and systems and want to be more fluid and go with the flow and go with the feeling and go with the vibes. Um, But again, that leaves you kind of in a reactive state. And when we're operating out of a reactive state, it's very easy to burn out because we're constantly playing catch up. We're constantly responding. And what I would rather you do, what I would hope for you, um, our reactive types are types four, six, and eight. So you're particularly prone to, to this, but all of us have a little bit of six, four, and eight in us um be ahead. You know, I ideally be focusing on future you all the time so that you're never behind trying to play catch up. You're always pushing forward, paying attention to what future you needs and that gives you a lot of space to have a bad day, right? If you're if you're working for next week's you, then today's you can have a bad day and tomorrow you can still work on next week you, right? It gives you a little bit of room for the vibes. Now, on the high side, we can engage the type 4 ability to sit with their feelings and their propensity to pleasure and ease. Type 4s tend to be very sensual, very pleasurable. Um, They kind of have a natural inclination toward what feels good they tend to like as a seven I always think like oh man fours move much more slowly than me <laughs> they're constantly kind of conscious of like their body and their movements and how things feel and how things smell and how things taste um in ways that like can be incredibly beneficial especially as you're recovering from burnout to slow yourself down to really Feel your surroundings, be present with your emotions, and enjoy life's pleasures. That can be a really great asset. Today's podcast is brought to you by Stitch Fix. I feel like we've really unlocked something here, using Stitch Fix for back to school shopping. I do think our life is different now. There's like before Stitch Fix and after Stitch Fix, and I don't wanna go back, okay? Because here's the difference. Before Stitch Fix, we would go to the mall, our kiddo would run around, they would pick the clothes, then we would have a negotiation. Uh, Okay, we like this, we don't like this, we need a certain amount of this, we need a certain amount of that. There's things about this that we like, things about this that we don't like, Stitch Fix solved our problems because here's what we were able to do. We were able to take our kiddos' preferences, pair them with our preferences, maybe no logos or no major graphics, and they really like comfy, cozy clothes, and so we were able to find this middle ground between comfy clothes that look nice, that we feel comfortable sending them to school in, and everybody wins. When I tell you that we got our box of kids clothes in the mail and they chose everything that was sent to them, the questions were so detailed, so thoughtful. I really believe it took the kiddo into account and the parents down to our sensory kiddos need for something soft and not itchy, honestly. Stitch Fix is the best way to shop for your whole family, especially the littles. You don't have to worry about finding clothes that your kids will like or fitting room meltdowns. Stitch Fix solves that by having a stylist do the shopping for the whole family. So you'll save time on shopping, plus all of the try-ons and the comfort of your own home on your own time. All you have to do is share their size, favorite colors and styles, even what they're into, We got to put in our kiddos into soccer and they like soft cozy things and matching sets with kids clothes starting at just ten dollars it's a really affordable option too you get 10 items in a kids fix keep what they like and send back the rest for free no subscription is required so there's no commitment or risk to try stitch fix for your family today it's so amazing that everyone can have a stylist to help you find the middle ground between what your kid wants and what you want and everyone is happy. Try Stitch Fix today at stitchfix.com egram and get 25% off when you keep everything in your kids fix. That's stitchfix.com egram for 25% off stitchfix.com egram. Thanks Stitch Fix for making back to school shopping so much easier. Type 5s have the tendency toward not asking for help. They learned a long time ago that if you ask for help, people are going to invade your space and you'll be asking for too much. You'll be taking from them or they'll be taking from you. And they get caught up in an interest and can get carried away in it into focus mode and don't really recognize the toll that's taking on their bodies, right? Because 5s can kind of live from the head up and so they can get caught up in these research rabbit holes and not acknowledge that their body needs rest, it needs food, it needs water, it needs sleep. You know, it can be kind of like detached. That being said, the high side of our five is the ability to focus um, and the pleasure in the process. So if you're a five or you're kind of leading a five as a five with your work right now, Pay attention to your body. Get in tune with your body. Listen to its cues and its signals. Give your body what it wants and it needs. Ask for support. Delegate tasks. But also, if we need a little bit of that five energy, right? Give yourself time to focus and enjoy the process. Focusing is easier when the process is pleasurable. So however you can do that, whether it's just... Getting excited about what you're researching or having a space that feels really good for you or like if you're like me, I listen to ASMR when I work sometimes and I really need to focus because I find it enjoyable and comforting and and nice so I want to stay there at my desk because this is something that feels really good. Um, find your equivalent to that for you if, if ASMR is not your thing which I know it's not for a lot of people. All right, type six. Type six has the tendency toward not trusting themselves and their decisions, loyalty to authority, and a fear of letting people down. Just kind of coordinate, like, connects to loyalty to authority. So we'll talk about those together. But when it comes to burnout, right, I want you to focus on what you know because when you don't trust yourself, nothing ever feels good enough, right? You could you could always do better, You could always do more because how do you know when it's good enough? How do you know when you're done? And if you don't have that strong sense of self-trust, it can be hard to sense out when enough is enough. So, you know, as you're building your self-trust, advocate for you to, in the meantime, have limitations. You know, set out ahead of time what is good enough and determine that. Maybe coordinate that with your authority figure. Whoever it is that you you know answer to determine what an appropriate objective is in the meantime, and then start to trust yourself in that process. You've done you know some, once you've done something a certain amount of times, you know when it's done and you can trust it and allow that to be enough is enough. Additionally, you know that loyalty to authority you you have to challenge authority sometimes when it comes to their the scope of work, right? If you're being asked to work overtime, but not being compensated. If you're being asked to work overtime and you don't have the energy or time to work overtime. If you're being asked to continuously take on more and more work, but without more compensation, these are ways in which loyalty to authority are not serving you. Which is funny because on the high side of type six, what we need from type six is their ability to challenge authority, I always say type sixes are kind of like innate contradictions, like they are and they aren't of everything. So they're loyal to authority, but they're also the ones who are willing to challenge authority. And so the part of us that needs to challenge authority is also kind of coming from that six space as well. Additionally, sixes are just impeccable at systems. Um, they're looking at the looking at the potential impact of things. They're seeing how people are receiving them, how they could go, what, you know, what possibilities available there for improvement, and then they like take action on making that happen and create systems that can be repeated. And we all need that. That's integral to recovering from burnout is creating. Flows and systems that make your life easier in the long run. Maybe it takes a little bit of work up front, but long-term it saves you time and energy and resources. All right, type sevens. Type sevens, we are prone to overbooking ourselves, saying yes to everything, overcommitting. We also tend to have that scattered approach, like I want to do a little bit of this, I want to do a little bit of that, I want to do a little bit of this, I want to like go with the day and have the day I want, even if I plan to do it one way. I'm gonna do it a different way. Which brings me to spontaneity, which kind of is like unpredictable, um, a little bit anti-routine sometimes, and that can all cause a lot of burnout, right? So let's talk about overbooking. Sevens tend to fill their calendars more full than is physically possible and then decide in real time Which thing am I prioritizing actually? This is something that I had to work through years and years ago. You know, being a business owner, this is harder to do. But when I was younger, I would really overcommit myself. I mean, even as a business owner, I would overbook rather than raise my prices. I would just go, I'll take on more clients. I can do more. And, um... The scattered approach, so so really what the work here is like getting comfortable with stillness, getting comfortable with not having things on your calendar, downtime, quiet time. The scattered approach of just kind of like I have things a little bit everywhere, it's really (laughs) those systems, man. You need them. They're really helpful. They allow you to kind of plug and play, and you it feels restrictive but it actually offers you more freedom long term. A little bit of constraint actually gives you a lot more space, ultimately. And that spontaneity element, I think, you know what, you can have structure, you can live by it 90% of the time, and then 10% of the time change it up and do what feels best to you. And that works, you know? It's better to shoot for the stars and land on the moon, right? And that like the whole thing, or shoot for the moon and land on the stars. Like, shoot for 100%, land at 90%, and you're still so much more at ease than you were before. Because if we're so afraid of losing our ability to be spontaneous, then we prevent ourselves from being able to have the space emotionally and intellectually to actually enjoy that spontaneity. And then on the high side of seven, you know, we can all benefit from their willingness to pivot when something isn't working, you know, when you're burnout and it's really the circumstances, the job's not working for you, the circumstances are wrong, that willingness to change and that belief that everything will work out, we can really all benefit from that seven skill. Type eights have the tendency to ignore their limitations until it's too late. Um, eights are the epitome of ignoring the signals they need to rest until their body is screaming at them. So eights, I hope that, and those of us who are leading with eight in our work right now, I highly encourage us to create space every day where we're listening to our body. We're honoring our limitations, where we set the bar lower than we think our capacity is so that we can really, we can operate from a surplus Instead of from the 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 dry well on the high side though, our eights when they are sh- they're in the healthier state are incredible delegators. They are great at sussing out who's strong where and delegating accordingly, and letting other people take over. And we can all benefit from that. That's an in- really important systemizing and delegating are both really important elements to recovering from burnout. And finally, type nines, the tendency is to say yes too often. You don't wanna let people down so you say yes so they're happy with you and no one's mad. And everything's okay. Um, Also, not checking in with what you really want. You know, I've seen type 9s move cross-country because someone in their life wanted to, and they didn't really check in until after they moved if that's what they even wanted. And that can happen a lot in our careers, right? And and that can lead to burnout when we're constantly saying yes to other people's desires, other people's priorities for us, and losing sight of what makes us feel good and what makes us feel alive. So, the high side though here for nines is their ability to rest, their embrace, the, the way they embrace creature comforts and really prioritizing peace of mind and not being rushed and allowing like stillness and slowness to be a part of life. Um, I think that like slowing the pace down, allowing things to move at, move, you know, unfold as they will, um, can be, benefit all of us. Um, so I had a lot of fun kind of talking through the types here, just kind of a brief overview. But if you want me to do an episode on like systems and tools that I use to help myself make most of my time, um, not necessarily Enneagram type specific, just let me know. Um, I can do that on the podcast or maybe YouTube if that feels better. Just communicate with me on Instagram at Sarah Jane Case. And as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you on our layover. One, Bye.